Hello! Welcome, welcome all to It's Time for Go to Bed, the show with myself, the Suze, brought to you on Radio for Humans with my co-star, Kenny Pick. Oh, I'm a co-star now. Yeah, you know, you're star <laughs> of It Came From Cleveland, so... Oh, I, do you want to be the star of everything? You are the star of everything. Nah, I mean, I, just a host or co-host is always fine. All right. I'm not in the but pictures. You, you what? I'm not in pictures. You're not in pictures. You could be. You could be in pictures. You're a doll. Um, yeah, welcome to the first cool day in August. Well, maybe not the first, but a good... Cool day in August with motorcycles revving and excitement happening. Yeah, because our our fifty some year old neighbor needs to always remind us uh, that he has a really obnoxious motorcycle. Because if he couldn't be annoying, he would be nothing. It's true. Except it's a, really also true. A criminal too. Um, and he's a criminal. Yeah. So I'm not telling you it's the best neighborhood. But it's not the worst either. No. It it's just loud and stupid, and that's what today has been. So loud and we stupid. We did so loud and stupid. We did run around and do some errands and go to the post office. So that was exciting. But yep, back here, I can see my neighbor's car just dangling on a, a you know. Like, he had it up on blocks, and then it fell off the blocks, and he didn't hurt himself, but he almost hurt himself. It so. was like those metal ramps. He, he had them on a ramp, yeah. and I think the one ramp collapsed or something. Oh, and yeah. And it's like, well, maybe you should have stored those in a better place. Yeah. Because they probably Tennessee, Adam, Adam's in the chat room mentioning Tennessee, and Tennessee's very happy right now because he's getting... He got some attention, and uh, he's just—he's a happy yep. cat. He's a—he's a cool dude. He so, likes the sound of motorcycles running back and forth. Though. He does. He's a cat that. Uh, although sometimes it's funny when there's very loud, like fireworks, when the ground shakers happen. He hasn't done it too much this year, but last year when you know you, you something, if it, it, not even just that, but like a tree branch fell and hit the neighbor's shed last year. And it made a huge noise. And when he hears like a really earth shaking noise, he jumps up in the window and he, or well, he'll, if he's sitting there beside you, mm -hmm. he'll be like, oh, he'll do this really yeah. deep guttural growl. That's he'll be like, cute. oh, and then he'll like jump in the window to see what's going on. Like, don't you dare. Don't you dare mess yeah. up my house. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. He guards so, us. He's a little guard cat. It's yeah. adorable. Yeah. So, but, um, mm -hmm. oh, I was just going to say more about the outside of our house. You came up with the, the thing that there are no squirrels. I don't see any squirrels. They're all gone. And I think there's a predator out there, like a coyote that's eating everybody, eating all the squirrels up. Something. Pretty scary. Something. But, um, uh, yeah, so, all right, so welcome to the show. Uh, you know, kind of a 
we, we've had a downtick in sales. Our, we, we got spoiled on that one huge week that we had uh, that we, we talked did. about last week. And uh, we're in a bit of a rut. We're still selling things every day. Uh, I don't think there's been a day we haven't sold something, but, you know, they're just down. So I don't know if it's like it was an end-of-the-month surge, people spending money, beginning-of-the-month surge, people spending money, True. you know, or, you know, people are just hit with the reality that they need to stop spending money because they got to do back to school, whether they're, they have kids of their own or they're students or, you know, whatever. Um, but uh, I'm still highly uh, anticipating... Uh, the selling season in uh, October through January. So I think even September will will pick up. But um, but yeah. So uh, again, kind of a slow week. Not a ton of stuff. Not a ton of big ticket items or anything like that. But uh, where we're starting, Suze, is uh, on because far far from home, the adventure of Yellow Dog. 1995 <laughs> with Mimi Rogers. Hold so, on, let me find that. Well, that one, um, yeah. I'm out the. Go ahead. I was just gonna finish. You know, while while you find it, I'll finish talking about it. That mm -hmm. was uh, 9.99 free shipping. Um, that one, I believe, came. Uh, it was probably a 50 cent DVD. I think that might have come from either a thrift store. Or uh, the Highlander acquisition, which was all factory mm -hmm. sealed uh, DVDs, um, and um, I'm not sure, but it it was brand new, so it could have come from a thrift store because I'll buy just about anything that's that's new and sealed uh, from the thrift store unless it's something atrociously common, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I won't. I won't buy Titanic. I won't buy Dances with Wolves. I won't buy, you know, um, you know, much of anything. Like the other good example, the other Being day, nominated was, for an Oscar. <laughs> well, it depends on what it is. If it's copy of Ed yeah. Wood, that one Oscars. I've, I, you That's know, it. I, I've sold that. I have. I have several of those in stock just because I love having that movie in our store. Um, sure. But yeah, if it's. You know, for example, like there, I got a sealed copy of uh, one of the Star Wars prequels the other day with the security stickers and everything for like a buck and a a, a buck and a hat and a buck dollar oh five something like one oh six something like that. So you know, because that's something I could probably sell for eleven bucks. Mm. Um, you know, because sealed sealed Spider Man, Star Wars, Superman, anything like that, anything sealed that's big pop culture. Somebody's always going to be looking for a new copy of that. You know. Yeah. Sealed horror, I'll always buy um, you know, uh but yeah, you know, but just about anything sealed. So, you know, like I said, The Adventures of Yellow Dog, somebody out there wanted it and they got it. Yeah. Yeah, and they got it. And then this one, uh Suze, you take the next one. We were very glad to unload this. Um Yeah. Uh this is a good old uh we we're we're kind of questionable on this but um everything you ever wanted to know about sex but were afraid to ask it's a woody allen movie and you know what it doesn't have the year oh 1972 yeah so we sold that for 9.99 and it's one of those things where we don't try to sell woody allen movies because we just hate him yeah i hate him and um it's one of those things where 
that's that's why I believe cancel culture exists because this is a very wicked man, you know, and um, something. Well, uh, that's a big conversation, but we sold it, so it's gone. It, if it was hanging around too long, we would have put it in the the gross uh, the gross uh, auction. We're working well, on a a gross auction of things we don't even want to have in the house, you yeah. know. So. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so this Woody Allen movie, uh, came from the birthday acquisition, so we're far in the black on that. Yeah, um, yeah. again, I think that guy worked at a video store. Um, this one I found, uh, I did a bit of an experiment on pricing things that don't sell for much. Uh, I found this at the thrift store for, uh, a buck probably. Uh, Vampire Academy 2014 Zoe Deutsch, uh, Anya Taylor Joy, Fantasy Comedy Teen Horror, $4.99. Buyer pays $3.49. So, yeah. you know, I made a couple bucks off of that, and the buyer paid the shipping. So, I have been sprinkling in a few $4.99 buyer pays shipping, you know, because that might make somebody feel better thinking oh yeah that's not bad for shipping you know whatever but yeah. i try and stick to to free shipping now this one was great um <laughs> because uh and I'll, i'm not going to spoil what it is i'll let Suze read it um but this this came this next one is uh, came from the thrift store that i go to all the time that sells vhs tapes for a quarter go ahead Susan, read this mm -hmm. one. Uh, we got the maureen o'hara wild irish rose the Wild Irish Rose 2000 VHS New A&E Biography Mail order copy $24.99 have not seen that around You know Yeah. So yeah And now somebody dumped A Maureen O'Hara collection at, the thrift, at this thrift store And I bought just about everything out of it ex oh, Except some of, of the Some of the John Wayne ones Unless it was brand new I won't buy You know I won't buy John Wayne stuff unless it's brand new, and it depends what it is. <laughs> you know, th that's a good example of something I won't buy brand new. Um, you know, uh, on DVD because you know old western stuff doesn't sell that well. Um, but if it's more obscure, I will. But this, yeah, again, that a quarter for that DVD. I probably bought it on a Saturday and ended up getting it for twenty cents because it's twenty percent off day. Um, and, you know, I probably walked out with a stack of, you know, worth of $2 worth of uh, VHS tapes. And they have DVDs, too. They charge a buck for the DVDs. Ooh, that was loud. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but, yeah, this is one of those things. It, it, you know, it's like, if you enjoyed this program, you can call 1-800-blah-blah-blah or send a, you know, check or money order to... You know, so this was made back in 2000, and somebody bought it on VHS. It has very generic packaging, but it was still sealed, you know? And I, I think that this was probably a gift that somebody bought for the the collector of the Maureen O'Hara stuff, because I swear to God, I, I have like th 25 Maureen O'Hara movies. You yeah, know? it's really weird, but it seems like, and a lot of it is still in the plastic, so mm -hmm. it just feels like... Somebody's family was just like, I don't know what to get Uncle Saul. Yeah. Get him a Maureen O'Hara movie. He loves those. Okay. And and Uncle and Saul's were, like, thanks. Because yeah, there were some that were open and some that weren't. And I obviously would buy the ones that were opened. And then there's really weird ones, too. There's like bootleg Maureen O'Hara things in there. And I'm like, I can't sell that. Um, 
but I I goofed I goofed and I bought a thing that was bootlegged. Um, and then um, I think a couple of them were uh, PAL VHS, British PAL VHS tapes too yeah. that I bought, and I didn't realize it. And uh, and I'm not afraid to sell PAL stuff as long, but I think one of them was moldy, so. Um, I, I got to pay closer attention. Get, mold has gotten the best of me on a couple occasions recently when I could have controlled that scenario. Um, but yeah, the next one, um, interesting. I just found out uh, Gene Hackman is older than William Shatner. Gene Hackman is 92 years <laughs> old. But we sold, uh, and, and he's re he's retired, but uh, we sold, uh, this is something I found at the thrift store, brand new, uh, or this might have come from Uniontown. Uh, the French Connection, 1971 DVD, brand new. Gene Hackman, Roy Scheider, classic thriller, 1250 free shipping. Uh, if it came from Uniontown or the thrift store, it was only a dollar. Um, yeah. And um, oh, the one above that definitely came from Uniontown. You can go ahead and read that one. Uh, that one's Mission Impossible. No, no, no. Legion. Mm -hmm. Legion Season One, Blu-ray, 1599. Uh, 2017. Dan Stevens, Audrey Plaza, Plaza. Yeah, that's how to say her name. Um, Marvel X Men TV. Yeah. Yeah. So this thing looked cool, and it had a, <laughs> it had a little uh, book in it called the Angry, um, the world's angriest boy in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that looks cute. And uh, it, 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 Legion is the son of Professor Professor X in the comics. I don't know. Yeah. I never watched the series, but this thing, the lenticular cover on this, was dizzying. It was so amazing. Yeah. It's um, gorgeous. Yeah, beautiful colors. You know, kind of the silhouette of a guy holding his head in like this, you know, brainstorm pink and red and purple cloud coming out of the top of his head. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it almost hurt to look at. And, um, <laughs> uh, but, oh, yeah, the, another thing about the French connection, too. Uh, the, the, this guy waited like five days to pay me. He's the only person that I didn't put <laughs> super fast payment in, in the feedback. I was like, thanks for your order. Because <laughs> he thanks did not pay order. fast thanks at all. Thanks for making me wait five days. You're uh, awesome. So, all right, take the next one. It's an international sale. Oh, that is? Okay. Um, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, 2011, Blu-ray, Tom Cruise, Jeremy Renner, action. So. $12.99 yeah. free shipping. $12.99, yeah. Right. That was from King's Highway, so that's all profit. Ooh. Um, yeah, that's we, old, then. We have Shoot. another, we have two copies of it, too. So, <laughs> um, we just, I think we just relisted the other one. Um, oh, good. So uh, then this one was fun. Um, this is also from the birthday acquisition. I put together a copy of Night of the Living Dead from 1968 and Dawn of the Dead from 1978. Mm -hmm. So George Romero, double feature. $14 free shipping. Essentially, Night of the Living Dead doesn't sell for much of anything because everyone has put it out because it's public domain. And uh, Dawn of the Dead... Uh, it'll sell for around seven bucks free shipping, which is a shame. Yeah. Um, but putting them together, you know, 14 bucks free shipping may, you know, definitely I'm in the black on the birthday acquisition because that, again, that was a 50, $50 lot. And we yeah. sold a lot of that stuff. Um, yeah. 
Then did we sell this twice? Did we sell the next thing twice? Yeah, we sold. Yeah, we did. Oh, um, this is the we second. We sold copy. it before, and we put it up. And um, I think no, I think I revised it. It's been sitting ha hanging around for some time, but I revised it. And Tales from the Hood from 1995 VHS, David Allen Greer, Roslyn Cash Horror Anthology sold for twelve bucks. Very happy. Yeah, oh, okay. on VHS. <clears throat> oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, excuse me. Uh, the last one sold a couple weeks ago, uh, not that long ago, twelve ninety nine, and it was a much nicer copy. It was very, the, mm -hmm. it was very shiny. Um, <laughs> so we put this up, and it sold for a uh, buck less. Uh, but that's but, good. But why not? Copies. Um, <clears throat> then. Um, this one, I have no idea where it came from. Probably King's Highway or in a lot of stuff that we got from somewhere. Oh, this might have come from the bag sale at the church. Um, might mis have. Miss Congeniality. What? For some reason, I'm feeling the... Remember the guy we talked to in his front yard? And he had all the superhero stuff. For some reason, I'm feeling it was from him. Like, he was... North, uh, eat west to here, but I don't know. Yeah, no, that was, I don't think it might have been. No, it doesn't matter, but uh, yeah, Miss Congeniality one and two, uh, goofy Sandra Bullock movies, uh, 851. Um, uh, oh, buyer pays shipping 349, so I goofed on that and left buyer pays shipping. So, wow, that sold for a lot more than it's worth. <laughs> um, this one was from, uh, you go ahead and read this one, but this was from a wholesale order that I'd made from yeah. a movie outlet. Yeah, this is from uh, the Dead Hate the Living DVD, 2000, brand new, gory zombie horror, full moon video, sold for uh, $10, and... Uh, yeah, that was one of those things. It's got a gross cover, and I was like, that's never going to sell. But then again, I <clears throat> missed. Uh, I, I did not give our, our they, they like weird stuff, so our, our followers. Yeah, we, we have a lot, you know, we, we have a lot of B-movies and horror stuff, so that's yeah. kind of what we specialize in. Uh, this didn't take long to sell. <laughs> uh, this was from the kid who we got all the VHS tapes from recently, uh, that we traded t-shirts yeah. from, spent 80 bucks, made all that back. Um, Revenge Ooh, of the Nerds, 1984, Robert Carradine, Curtis Armstrong, comedy, CBS, uh, CBS Fox, because that's an, er, the early, I think the original version is the CBS Fox one, so the cover's a little sun faded on it, but I got twelve ninety nine uh, free shipping out of it. Um, yeah. and, uh, it's great. Yeah. And then, um, another international sale. Go ahead and take that one. Suze. this one's fun. Uh, that's desert warrior, 1988 DVD. Lou Fringo. Fringo. Wrestling guy. No, it's Farig. No, he played the incredible Hulk on TV. Oh, okay. Okay. Post-apocalyptic dystopian sci-fi action. Yay! $21.99. Yeah. And what was that? On DVD. That was a slim case. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, slim cases are the future, and that came in a lot that I don't even know how how it was probably like a five dollar lot, and I've sold tons of stuff out of it because I was like, ooh, Desert Warrior with Lou Ferrigno. I want that. He's got an eye patch. You know it's good. And shoulder pads. <laughs> so, uh, then this is one. I don't know where. I, I, this might have come from the thrift store or a lot that we bid on or something. I don't know. Globe Trekker Paris City Guide 2004 DVD Travel Reality TV. Lonely Planet. Nice. $11.99. Free shipping. Um... And you know what's funny is I was looking at the cover of it, and I thought that that was the moon beside the Eiffel Tower on it, but then I looked at the DVD and I was like, oh, that's a little sticker. <laughs> oh, no. And I just oh. left I just left it there. I'm like, well, it's in the picture, you know. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you, see that, you see that image on the front? Because I was like, wait a minute. I do. Why, why is the moon almost in front of the Eiffel Tower? Oh, it's a sticker. Um, sticker. So yeah, but it's okay. It's still it's still is a nice copy. This one, uh, go ahead and take the next one. This was uh, your brother gave us this when we were over at his yeah. house. Yeah, we were just over his house, and he was like, "Here, here's my VHS collection. Uh, Evil Dead Two, uh, Dead by Dawn, 1987. Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell, classic horror. Nice. We sold that for eleven ninety nine, and why not? Yeah. Thank um, you, Bob. Then. Um, this one uh, was from my dad's collection. Uh, I think we sold our DVD, and now we've sold our VHS of this. A really weird 2002 Tilda Swinton and Karen Black movie called Techno yeah. Lust. Techno Lust with T-E-K-N-O Lust. Um, uh, Sci-fi cult classic, hard to find. Tilda Swinton plays like several different characters in it, um, and it's got a really wild cover. But yeah, sold that for twelve fifty. Free shipping, not bad. It's been sitting around forever, and that's it. That's it until we get to our audio portion. Oh, which nice. um, which I did in proper order this time. So that's it. Oh, there um, you go. But yeah, so you know, a little light on the sales, but uh, still, you know. But what's great about these sales is I'm looking at them. Most of it is stuff uh, that I did not expect to sell, yeah, and you nice. know, you know, looking at the, you know the Marino Hare thing, the the Vampire Academy, the Woody Allen one, Far From Home. Those are things I don't, you know, I expect to sell things like Night of the Living Dead, Tales from the Hood, Evil Dead, Revenge of the Nerds, you know, Desert Warrior, um, you know, things like that, even Techno Lust, but you know. The three things in uh, what we sold, only one of them is not that much of a surprise, but we'll get to that when we come back. Um, but yeah, and uh, we'll talk about, uh, I got a really, I won two really exciting DVD D lots from uh, an estate sale. I aggressively bid on a couple <laughs> auctions. I was like, these are not getting away. I want this stuff for my store. So I ended up spending probably about a buck and a half a title, which is, you know, a little bit more than I want to spend. But I, for the, some of the stuff that's in here, I think you guys will be excited. So I'll look up those auctions so I can tell everybody what, what's coming. I'll be what's coming? A, yeah, we'll be we'll be picking picking that up on Saturday uh, between 11 and 2. So I'm excited about that. 
so a little less than 50 and, bucks and it and is it is fun 40. like it's kind of a pain in the butt to do those online auctions for local auctions because it's like you have to get online do the local auction and then you win it and then you go in on a specific day to pick it up kind of a pain in the butt but i don't know it's probably the future you know they still do have some walk into the estate sale but you know it, it's kind of fun it is yeah i mean we've been on the you know a susan you you know made a a really good find on uh an online auction last year or you know maybe early then i think it was late you know it was probably last fall um but it had a lot of really good stuff that sold for a lot of money in you know but it, it was, was it was genuinely someone's weird collection in that it they was had like very specific tastes exactly like it was about this specific car and this whatever it was it was a lot of specific stuff and, and that sells okay online you know so yeah um you know what the same mother loving thing <clears throat> just happened to me oh no um from last week i'm going to see if the file is still here but i dragged and dropped oh. it and then the program crashed and um okay it ended up on the desktop somehow so there we go it's been saved thankfully all right so here we go but yes yeah, so, but no the, and that's exactly when you start hearing some of the stuff that's in the in this dvd collection that i bought you're gonna realize what you know the uh, what kind of cool stuff you can really find at estate sales when you get lucky you, when you, you get know lucky. huh yeah i'm agreeing with you i said when you get lucky yeah, when you get lucky. So anyway, here we go. Here's uh, what we sold for 8-11-2022. The last three things we sold. Let's check in with the weather center. Russ, am I the only one who misses our old pal, Jack Frost? Temperatures, a local. <laughs> he said to me that I delivered the weather forecast mm -hmm. with a Shakespearean flair. <laughs> Was he drunk? Weatherman Russ Richards owes his success to his winning personality. We love your show! Thank you. All right, you have a good day. His snowmobile dealership. I'm Rockefeller. I'm on Broadway. I'm doing a cha-cha-cha. And his own table at Denny's. You're Russ Richards, aren't you? Here. Oh, let me guess. Mmm, it's a resume of some sort. Just read it. Everything else. I need money. Need him fast. I told you last time, no more loans. He owes to the bank. I'm not selling the Jag. I'd sell my body parts to South America before I'd sell that Jag. But all that is about to change. Okay, Russ. It's going to be a better day. Sometimes in life, the greatest opportunities are sitting right under your nose. Eight! You think that my playing the lottery is going to solve all my problems? Oh, playing the lottery. Winning the lottery. Oh, I'm a big brother. I'm probably the biggest brother of all. Let me bask in that for a while before I start thinking about tampering with the same lottery. This October, I have to ask you something. I wouldn't blame you if you said no. We're gonna be millionaires! Yes. I can't believe this! I have to admit, I thought it'd be a slightly harder sell. You need someone to buy the ticket and claim the winnings. My cousin Walter could do it. He's this totally straight guy. Ah, rise! 
Paramount Pictures and Studio Canal present Short and Sweet. I want half the money. Oh, jeez. John Travolta. This is killing me. I've gained two pounds. Lisa Goodrow. I want his head cut off. Now that's just your anger talking. The paramedics said that there was nothing anyone could have done. I can't believe it. I'm in shock. You know what his last words were? You and Russ deserve to have that money. <sighs> All right, key lime pie. Lucky numbers. Oh, it's so sad. It's just so sad. Want of sex? Oh, yeah. Sweet dreams are made up. The Screaming Skull is a motion picture that reaches its climax in shocking horror. <laughs> Its impact is so terrifying that it may have an unforeseen effect. It may kill you. Therefore, its producers feel they must assure free burial services to anyone who dies of fright while seeing the screaming skull. Be sure to bring someone with you who can identify you when you see the screaming skull. Only this lost soul Half man, half ghost knows the secret of the living dead's curse. The torturous agony that saturates these walls and makes the shutters creak with almost human pain. Terrorizing those who dare to love with the maddening, jealous shriek of the screaming skull. What diabolic demon dares touch the screaming skull? What ghoulish thoughts control this poor man's demented mind? What does he know? What secret, horrifying and blood-curdling, is he hiding? Nothing is more terrifying than the spine-chilling breath of a vampire woman. Ghostly, ghastly, as unreal as a will-o'-the-wisp, as real as the skull. When you're the best, you do things with style. J.J. McQuaid is the best. He's a lone wolf lawman in the Lone Star State. Your record is unrivaled, but my kind of ranger is a model citizen. Killer in the community. Goes to church. He lives clean. He's got a loving wife and kids. Your lone wolf attitude is gonna change. Even a wolf has his weaknesses. And a powerful enemy. But even the best can't always do it alone. Something to remember you by. Ranger, meet your new partner. It's gonna be an honor working with you, Ranger McQuaid. I think you know Agent Jackson. Looks like somebody doesn't like you, McQuaid. I'll make a few enemies here and there. Yeah? So do I. 
So now the wolf has a wolf pack. Final showdown belongs to McQuaid. Spoilers. Lone Wolf McQuaid, starring Chuck Norris, David Carradine, Barbara Carrera, and Leon Isaac Kennedy. All right. So here we go uh, in reverse order because that's the order we sold them in. Uh, mm -hmm. Lucky numbers from two thousand. Uh, what? What was that? It's uh, he's starting up his car. Oh Jesus! It's on blocks nice. again up there. Did it fall it's off annoying. again? Don't worry. Um, I don't think so. Um, can barely see it. The cat anyway. can see it better. Anyway, never mind. Um. Yeah, so uh, a movie called Lucky Numbers I've never heard of from 2000 with John Travolta and Lisa Kudrow and Bill Pullman. Uh, a bunch of different people were in it. Um, Michael, Mo Michael Moore actually had a part in it. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, it's a goofball crime comedy about, you know, a down-on-his-luck weatherman and gets his girlfriend to help him rig the lottery and... Oh, things don't go well from there. So, yeah, $9 free shipping. I probably paid $0.50 cents or to a dollar for that at a thrift store. I don't know where it came from. Uh, but I got that recently. I know that. Um, and then uh, for eleven ninety nine free shipping, an international sale, AMC Cult Classics Collection 2 DVD set uh, with Dementia 13, Frozen Alive, The Screaming Skull, and... Uh, and what's the other movie? Hmm. The Monster Maker? No, for uh, Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter. Um, yeah, and it's a collection too. Uh, but that, I I think I think that came from the thrift store. So I probably paid fifty cents to a dollar for that. You know, so I sold it for nine bucks. Made a couple bucks off of it after you know I paid the shipping and uh, fees. Um, then the Lone Wolf McQuaid one, that's one you listed. Uh, the, it, it's funny because I don't know where that came from, but the back of it was pretty bunged up. Um, but you put in the, into the description and took accurate pictures of the description. Somebody bought it for $11. Lone Wolf McQuaid and Code of Silence, two Chuck Norris movies. Nice. So, yeah. so yeah, but I chose the Screaming Skull, uh, from the AMC one for the trailer because... I was like, yeah, well, you know, I we've talked about Dimension Thirteen, Dementia Thirteen before. Um, uh, but yeah, so um, now here we go. So getting into it now, I want to look something up um, for research mm -hmm. uh, because the three things that I won. Uh, well, are, real real quick uh, mm -hmm. before you get into the next thing, uh, Kiddo has been scribbled. The Kiddo oh. teaser has been dropped, and. The kiddo says he's ready for his close-up. Oh, okay. I so, think it looks like he has a tambourine in his mouth, but 
I don't know. I'm always wrong about these things. So. All right. Um, yeah. So. All right. So here we go. This is. Um, thank you. I'm looking forward to the kid odor up. So mm-hmm. this is the first lot that I won. And this one, I ended up paying $31 for it. Um, more than I wanted to, but I believe it has it is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 21 DVDs in it. All right, so uh, I'll read the, the... There's some crap in it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, there's Battleship, Jean-Claude Van, Van Damme Legionnaire, K2, something called Meru. I don't know what that is. M-E-R-U. Uh, Kelly's Heroes, not so great. Uh, uh, let me see. The New Adventures of Old Christine Seasons 1 and 2. Somebody will want that. I don't think that's like really in heavy streaming. Um, one day at a time, the complete first season, which is kind of exciting. We like seventies and eighties TV series. Um, a movie, a movie. Now this is where I, I, things that I, I like pop up. Um, there's a movie called human desire. looks like it's probably from the 1930s, judging by the artwork on the edge. Um, two 20th century Fox cinema archives um, movies, one called Manila calling and one called just off Broadway. Um, Hmm. then, uh, Rio Rita, a Warner brothers movie. Don't know what that is. Um, Oh, let me see another lame one out of sight, but that looks like it might be sealed. I don't know. The one you just read. Didn't you just read a marry you? How do you spell that? M a R M E R U Meru. M E R U. Yeah. So huh. that one, the one looks like it might be interesting. It looks like uh, it was 2015. Could be. Um, Lot it, climbers it, struggle to find their way through obsession and loss. Oh yeah, there's a bit bit of a picture of a mountain on the edge. So yeah, that's. Oh uh, yeah, that's it. So the real the real exciting ones for me are. Peter Gunn, season one, season two, and the final season. I'm assuming that's season three. I don't know how many seasons it listed. I'd have to look it up. Um, the History Channel, the complete season one of Patton 360. That one looks, you know, History Channel stuff always sells well. Because that stuff, yeah. not, you know, once that stuff plays for a few months, it's never found again. You know, in the History Channel now, they just play alien, you know, ancient alien crap. Um, this one looked fun. An animated, the complete series, Archie's Weird Mysteries. Is, so it's an animated show with Archie. Uh, I have a feeling that one's probably going to be worth something because, I mean, Archie cartoons, who, who, who plays those? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, there's the Saint double feature, whatever that is. I know the Saint was an old, you know, television series. Um, I don't know if they did spinoff movies or something, but it just says the Saint double feature. Now this one, this one's cool, but it's not, it, it, you know, uh, you know, I did pay a lot for it, but I wanted those Peter Gunn ones and the other stuff. But the reason why I bid so much on this is because the other one was not, you know, um, was not getting any kind of, you know, bids on it. 
and I'm shocked because like this one, this, this one is ridiculous. This one got 11. This is one I did not bid on because it's pretty much utter crap, except for like two things, well, maybe three things. Um, this one, they got $11, nine bids for $11. It has Borat, wow. Wedding Crashers, Big Daddy, Beverly Hills Cop, Pirates of the Caribbean, Hot Fuzz, uh, you know, Naked Gun. Yeah, that's fun to have. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah, we already have that. That's cool. Uh, Who's Harry Crumb? That could be fun. My Cousin oh. Vinny. We have that. Um, great Outdoors. Uh, you My know, favorite. Yeah, Overboard, uh, you know, Pink yeah. Panther, Little Fockers, To Us and Powers. That is all stuff that doesn't sell for anything. Yeah. Um, you know, but the one that I bid on, um, I got for $13. And mm-hmm. let me find that one. This one is great. This has some awesome stuff in it. Um, and, and some junk. Um, but... <laughs> But not a ton of junk. Um, this one has. Um, I'm gonna. I'll read the 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 least interesting stuff first. Uh, let me see. Bob Hope, double feature. Road to Bali. So another Bob Hope. The Great Escape might get something. Casablanca. We already have like two copies of Casablanca. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. Destiny Rides Again or Destry Rides Again? No. I don't know what that is, but it looks like it looks like an older movie. Um Okay, so basically that's just about all the really lame kind of stuff. Um Now I'm excited about this uh the uh well Showgirls is in there. We don't have Showgirls on DVD. The, you know, that one will sell. I don't think it gets a lot of money. I'm not expecting it to. Uh, they yeah. made me they made me a criminal, which is a film noir, oh. uh, which I'm very excited about. We might already have that. Uh, Zulu, I know we have on DVD, on VHS rather, but uh, Zulu's like kind of a classic um, war sure. movie, I think. Uh, a double feature, um, The Wasp Woman and Attack of the Giant Leeches. Always game for that. A nice DVD copy of Reefer Madness. We've sold Reefer Madness many times. Um, and why not? E- but, even in collections. I think it's the mm-hmm. seller in the collection. Because people are like, you know, I yeah. want to see that. Yeah. Blake of Scotland Yard. Uh, which is fun. That's an older, you know, crime movie. British crime thriller. Uh, the Falcon Mystery Movie Collection Volume 2. I don't know what that's all about, but I'm looking forward to it. This one I'm excited about because it's kind of a classic 80s movie, The All-Nighter with uh, Susanna Hoffs from uh, The Bangles. Um, we have that on VHS, but I think it'll sell uh, pretty well on DVD because it's not one of those movies you see everywhere, you know? Um, sure. And I'm going to read my favorite thing last because I'm really excited about it. Gangbusters Volume 1, that's kind of fun. Old, you know, TV crime. The Cat and the Canary, I think that's a James Cagney movie. Um, A movie called Secret of the Blue Room. It looks like an MGM Universal movie. Um, Again, Secret of the Blue Room? Is it behind a yellow door? Uh, I don't think so. Um, 
And then last but not least, I'm so excited about this, James Wales, The Old Dark House on Kino Video. And Kino Video stuff sells very, very well. Now, I'm not expecting to make a fortune off of these things. Oh, it also has the Glenn Miller story, which I think stars Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart. Um, but yeah, I mean, this stuff is, you know, so obscure, but then I couldn't believe people bid on something that had Borat and Austin Powers in it for, and gave $11, but then we're like, eh, who, who cares about these movies I've never heard of? You know, I mean, it's just so weird. Well, they don't so. sell movies. They watch movies and they yeah. really don't watch a lot of movies. So they're like, oh man, I'd really love to see all those Jim Carrey movies I didn't get a chance to see in the 90s. I remember the funny commercials for all those, the spy who shagged me things. And it's like, yeah. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Yuck, yuck, yuah. yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. I the, about I, the 90s, let me tell you. So I missed out on a few. There was one, there was a complete Three Stooges box set that I wanted to get, but it went way too high. It sells for about 50, but I wasn't comfortable spending more than 20 to flip it um but uh you know that's something I, I you know who knows maybe i'll bump into it at a thrift store someday for five bucks you know uh now, you know it's just worthwhile yeah. knowing what it's worth now you know but sure. uh but yeah these are there's a lot of ten dollar movies in this and you know fifty dollar investment and i've got nearly forty forty movies here so uh, I, i've got high hopes on the old dark house secret of the blue room um Reefer Madness and you know a, a, a you know a bunch of others. I think Showgirls and The All Nighter will sell pretty quick. Both sexy yeah. '80s uh, '90s kind of stuff. Um, so people love sexy sex. Yeah, or... we have. To, we'll we'll have to put that up and put it next to Demi Moore strip tease to get rid of that those sealed copies. You know. Uh no, you're thinking. Uh, oh, you're you're thinking of strip tease. I'm I'm talking Showgirls. Yeah, we'll have to put the showgirls oh. up, and we'll I think put we, it next to. Didn't we sell copies. all the showgirls? The VHS. No, not showgirls. Striptease. Striptease. Yeah, we have striptease it's on right VHS. It's right next to you on the shelf. Right yeah. Next to you. Yeah, we got striptease on VHS. Yeah. So I think. So we got it. We might have listed our last copy. I don't know. Um. Anyway. Um, so so yeah, uh, I'm excited about this, um, and uh, yeah, so I'll be picking them up uh, on Saturday and start putting some of that stuff into the store. I also dug out some other fun stuff that we got in recent uh, acquisitions. We, you know, we kind of got sidelined by all those hundreds of VHS tapes, and mm -hmm. I, I'm maybe I'm superstitious, but I think maybe by putting up so much VHS. Um, since we were selling so many DVDs before, maybe interest waned a little bit. I don't know. I'm probably wrong. It's probably just the time of the year. People will traditionally stop spending money. Uh, but the buying season is going to kick up, kick in here soon. And again, you know, we've sold something every day, you know, maybe it's not the best selling day. Um, but, uh, you know, um, we're, you know, we're really geared up for, for Halloween. <laughs> Yeah, but we do we do do things every day on our website. We do uh, one of the things about eBay is you go in and you revise your listings. You go in and you post new listings, and and that's supposed to garner interest. So hopefully we'll get some sites. But 
don't forget, you can follow us on eBay at uh, Voodoo Zombie Boutique. Yes, that's right. You're invited to follow us here at Voodoo Zombie Boutique. Yay. Yeah. Um, we did get some more Sinister Cinema stuff in stock. So uh, I'm letting that yeah. trickle in slowly. Uh, got another copy of the uh, horror, horrible Dr. Hitchcock or the terror of Dr. Hitchcock. The... Uh, um, uh, a, a two disc edition with two different versions of the film and I already yeah. had an inquiry about it too we've gotten a lot of positive feedback on our packaging our feedback is up to 614 yes um, our sales are still up 8.5% over the last 31 days compared to the prior 31 days um, sure and uh let me see. I'm going to go look at the store, and uh, we put in some... We did hit over 3,000 items, remember, last week? Yeah. That was yeah. fun. Yeah, we hit over 3,000. Yeah. We made our 3,000th item a uh, promotional copy of uh, the South Park movie from, like, 2000 yeah. or whenever that came out, um, and we put it up for $300. <laughs> Because we can't find it anywhere else. We have no idea what this thing is worth. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, some fun stuff. Uh, we uh, So, let me see. Let me just hit uh, visit. I'd like to just visit the store, please. Um, I don't need to edit it right now. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, so a, a nice, uh, really, sup two super nice uh, uh collections uh well one is uh hellboy sword of storms from 2006 which has the voice cast from the live action movie it's an animated movie and it comes with a gorgeous 32 page comic inside the case um you know really fun insert stuff and then a the uh, the who framed roger rabbit um the vista series uh copy the inserts on this thing are crazy. They have like little autographed like pictures of Jessica Rabbit and Roger Rabbit and a little booklet and and the 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 DVDs are are, are gorgeous. They look like old film reels. Really cool. Yeah, I mean, fun. And it's got loads of bonus features. It is just packed with bonus features. So you know, I've got those up. Um, we got Shaft in Africa uh, from 1973 with Richard Roundtree. Uh, a couple black exploitation movies. We got TNT Jackson, uh, brand new with uh, Jeannie Bell. Uh, it has seven bonus movies on it. Cujo from 1983 with Dee Wallace, the Stephen King rabid dog horror adaptation, <laughs> uh, which made Susan laugh last night. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, that was really scary at the time. Rabid dogs. Now Ken just says, throw a blanket on him. He'll be he'll be done. Yeah, yeah. Um and um the uh, uh, uh we we the huge hundreds of VHS tapes that we got from that kid recently. Um there were yeah. some DVDs in it. But there was a stack of four DVDs that were region 2. So I I decided I'm going to start trickling these Region 2 DVDs in because there could be people who have moved to the United States that still have their Region 2 player. Sure. Um, there could be people overseas that have, you know, 
you know, can get it cheaper shipped from the United States than from uh, Great Britain or Japan or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I found Tokyo Zombie uh, Region 2 DVD. Yeah, that's um, cool. That was cool. It's I, brand I don't new. Know what to think of it, but it looks yeah, good. it's got a neat cover, you know, and uh, a couple wild looking characters in it. Um, we also, uh, you know, uh, not trying to be too weird, but uh, our top picks, we did pick, uh, I picked six movies for our top picks uh, with people who've passed away this year. So we just, I just put Grease with Olivia Newton John, The Almond with. Uh, David Warner, of course, Star Trek 1 and 2 with Michelle Nichols, Goodfellas with Ray Liotta, Leave It to Beaver with Tony Dow, and Children of a Lesser God with uh, William Hurt. So, um, And then our popular items, I uh, put in Rebel Without a Cause. These are all DVDs. Rebel Without a Cause, Legend, Rembrandt the Master. Uh, it, it really doesn't necessarily belong in popular, but I put it in popular because we tend to sell things based uh, on lot, the lives of artists and musicians yeah. very, pretty yeah. well. Something we did just sell recently that I felt okay putting in popular, A Thousand and One Nights, the story of Aladdin, and it's eight different stories of older productions of Aladdin. Not, um, And then... Um, PBS uh, documentary of uh, evolution, uh, and then I just threw in. Well, these were just redos that Susan had, so I did Fangoria's Gore Zone, Joshua, and then some pretty random stuff in items on sale: The Graduate, Count Yorga, Panther Squad, Meet Monica Valour, Repo, Blade, Blade from 1977, not to be confused with Wesley Snipes movies. This one has Rue McClanahan and John Cipher. But a serial yeah. killer on the loose. So that that cover is so vintage. It's so it's like seventies trying to be eighties. You know, like it's it's just the graphic design is yeah, it's awful. Like, it's yeah, well, it's, I love it's, it. it's it's like they hired a comic book artist to do it. It's like that. Yeah. It's kind of like that copy. It almost looks like the same artist who did that copy of uh, the Terror with Jack Nicholson and Boris Karloff that we oh, have that yeah. has the comic book art. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, lots of new things, uh, lots of variety, um, you know, uh, we've got some garnered interest in the terror of Dr. Hitchcock, the Wicker Man, No, No, Nanette, and Dinner at the Ritz. I've been sending offers mm -hmm. on a lot of this stuff. Uh, the VHS 1900 with Robert De Niro and Gerard Depardieu and Donald Sutherland. Depardieu. And yeah, so we've got some interest in that. Um, a lot of interest. I've sold a, sent a lot of offers. Fritz the Cat, 1972, Ralph Bakshi, R. Crumb, cult sleazy animation. That has about yeah, 10 watches. No. I has, can't believe no one's bought that yet. How much ten, is it again? Uh, $29.99. It has like 10 watchers, and I've sent offers like six times. Uh, and, and I'm not budging from... Uh, I, the best offer I sent on it was like $26.50, because it's kind of hard to find, and... And it's like, there's 10 people watching, fellas. <laughs> you know, uh, you're going to... Somebody eventually is going to buy somebody, Somebody's going to budge. Somebody's going to budge. Somebody's going to offer me the right amount. And, you know, but I'm not, you know, I'm not letting that go. Because it's a cool thing to have in the store. And it was from the birthday acquisition. So it's like, I can hold out. And, you know, I can keep that in there for a year and not sell it. And I'm going to be fine with it. 
So yeah. Um, but uh, oh, some other Once fun again, stuff. Yeah. We have neighbors. We have neighbors oh, who, who have cars, and they need to remind us we have cars. Hi, we have cars. We have cars. Did you know we have cars? Yeah. Um, we got <laughs> yeah. So we got uh, 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 recently we got uh, uh, Being Human seasons one and two. The BB or I love one, that series. I love that series. Seasons one and three, the BBC series on DVD. So. Lots of really fun stuff on on DVD, you know. So I, I kind of felt bad. Yeah. It's like I was having so much fun with the with the the VHS tapes again because we got so much good horror um, that you know I, I do feel like I neglected the the DVDs. But there's so there, we've been putting so much good stuff up, um, and uh, you know it's 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 just fun to scroll through the store. I actually got a watcher on the. Shirley Temple's storybook, The Little Mermaid from 1961, I found at the thrift store. I got it because Shirley Temple was an adult in this. <laughs> <laughs> it looks cute. Yeah. I would watch it. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got some fun stuff. Just weird things like uh, this one. The, the Many Faces of Sherlock Holmes, 1985 DVD, hosted by Christopher Lee. I mean, yeah. how cool is that? Is anybody have you, have you seen it? I haven't. Um, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, so so some fun stuff uh, coming. We found some Rocky and Bullwinkle on DVD. That the thing that's frustrating about that is the um, uh, they don't list what Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoons are on it. It's really obnoxious and it's sealed, so it's like, what do I do? Typically, if they didn't have an accurate listing of what was on it, I, I'll pop it in and I'll take notes and I'll type it in. So now I'm just gonna have to say, "Yeah, you're on, you're on your own." Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, oh, we've gotten some interested uh, viewers on the Harlock Saga VHS. Uh, that's Ooh. the Harlock Saga Volume Two: Wrath of the Gods. Um, and uh, we got brain leeches back in stock, everybody. You excited about Thank that? Thank God. Thank gosh. It's so disturbing. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. This is a fun sword and sandal one we just listed. Fire Monster Against the Son of Hercules, 1962. Uh, that's from Sinister Cinema. And uh, but there was this other one. Was it? Oh, gosh. It, it was... Uh, was it, uh oh no Goliath versus the dragon that's what it was right yeah and so I love that because they turned Goliath like a biblical supervillain into a hero and removed all religious references <laughs> you know <laughs> and basically they're like well we need another Hercules people are sick of Hercules who can we do oh Goliath okay let's do that um so you know the uh, these production companies they made a bunch of goliath movies goliath versus the dragon and this one was really cool it had gr a great beginning there it's like goliath i i just it was sinister cinema so i wanted to watch and see what the color you know what color it was what the aspect ratio if it was captioned or you know whatnot um and um and i watched it and yeah goliath is like he's 
he's doing this rock scaling, climbing by with just his hands climbing down. And you know, there's probably grips that were put in there, but the sheer physicality of him holding up his weight, climbing down this, this cavernous wall was really cool. And then all of a sudden there's a fire breathing Cerberus down there that he fights until it, like, <laughs> until it barfs up ketchup. Um, I mean, you know, you gotta not love stuff best. like that. Not the best. Um, it was uh, that Cerberus was cute. I, yeah, I was, it was. It were I decent. Was pro Cerberus. They were decent effects. I mean, it, for the time and the budget, you know, I I thought it was a you know, I mean, that thing was really spitting fire at him, you know. Yeah. Um. So, so anyway, I want uh, my own Cerberus dog to to guard the side door. That would be cute. There you go. Um. Yeah. So, old Tennessee will have some competition. Uh, but, but yeah, so, uh, anyway, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's what we got. Um, you know, some, some fun, fun new stuff on DVD and plus all those crazy weird, rare VHS things hanging out. And, um, and, and again, we're selling VHS tapes that I didn't think we would sell immediately. Some I knew we would sell immediately. Some, you know, I'm like, all right, it is yours out the door. So, and, um, and again, the, the, oh yeah, we've got a lot of watchers on, uh, Angel from 1984, um, Taboo Exploitation Top 10 Media with Susan Tyrell. It's basically about a girl who's a high school student by day and a Hollywood hooker by night. <laughs> That's I want to watch it just cause it's, in the, it's the early eighties and I don't know. Yeah, there's a f quite a few watchers on that, and it's like, oh, you guys are creeps. Um, but hey, who's the creep selling it, right? <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah, um, it, it is quite a treat, just uh, you know, a visual treat, just going through all these pictures, you know, of all these weird movies. Um, but uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and go to the break because we got a kiddo drop coming. Um, Yay! And let me see. Uh, no spoilers. Only watched one episode. Yeah, one episode Adam was of what? saying, "Are you guys going to eventually watch the Sandman?" And I said, "We are already on episode three. Yeah, and we so love it, love it, love it, it." You know, uh, I'll just all I'll say is this: is if you read the Sandman comic, you are in for a real treat. So, and I want to read the Sandman comic over again already. If yeah, we have so it. Do we, we have it? I yes, I told you we have it. It's it's. I don't think yeah. I have. I think I just have single issues. I don't think I have uh, uh, trade paperbacks of it. So, um, cool. so, yeah, maybe we should list them. <laughs> so yeah, we probably could sell them. Yeah, but um, yeah, uh, uh, I don't know if it, you know this. Maybe in a month or, or so, I'll get up in the crawl space and pull out uh, the the box that has <laughs> the S from uh, Vertigo. Fun stuff. But fun uh, stuff. yeah, anyway, let's go ahead and run to the break. Um, okay. Yeah, let's do the same thing that we have been doing and um, go find out what we sold six months ago. Uh, so let me see. Six months ago would be somewhere around the middle of February. So 210 2022. Hopefully nice. this isn't the one 
the one we did last night. Yeah. Oh no, we did. Oh, we did two seventeen last week. So anyway, whatever. We'll do two ten. Uh, Let's do it. And um, yeah, hopefully this isn't something I've played recently. But yeah. All right, here we go. We'll be back after this. for thousands of years. A mystery. A secret. A threshold to the future. Where'd you find this? I've, I've never seen anything like this. One man will break the code and open the door. Well, this should read Stargate. It was in front of us the whole time. The other will lead the way. Why are you here? I'm here in case you succeed. Jackson's identified the seventh symbol. Backup storage, reserve power, on. What is that? It's your stargate. We've opened a doorway to a world we know nothing about. The has locked itself onto a point somewhere in the Kalium galaxy. It's on the other side of the known universe. Your turn now. They prepared for danger. Begin final evacuation. They expected the unknown. Stabilizing system. Initiated commencement sequence. But they could never have imagined this. Shoot anything that comes down that ramp. Your job here is to realign the Stargate. Can you do that or not? I can't. What the hell is going on? My orders were simple. Track down signs of any possible danger. Well, I found some. I can't make it work without the seven symbol. No! got seven minutes. Now, the most amazing discovery of our time. Jackson, wait for me. Is about to become the most extraordinary adventure of all time. Kurt Russell, James Spader, Jay Davidson. Stargate. A Roland Emmerich film. Nigel Marvin, a time-traveling zoologist and a man who has had his fair share of close scrapes with dinosaurs. 
But the Earth has witnessed more terrible monsters than these. What Nigel is about to learn about prehistory is that no matter how bad things get on land, the one thing you should never ever do is get in the water. Yes, I'm back from the break. It kind of broke off. The break did. It uh, broke a little yeah. bit. But those were our sales from six months ago. Did you identify any of them? No, but I did think they were neat. No, that's huh. all right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Energy, action, yeah. theater. There's some horror in there for sure. Uh, oh, yeah. I forget what that one. Give me an M. Uh, you know, the cheerleader. What's that spell? Murder. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what that was. Uh, so, um, let me see here. Uh, yeah, so welcome back. Uh, tonight we have chapters 15 and 16 of the Patchwork Girl of Oz. Yeah. Both clocking in at about 15 minutes. Continuing so, the epic saga. The quest. Yes. So, um... To save Uncle Nunky? Uncle Nunky. Uncle Nunky. Uncle Nunky. Yeah, That's well, Foxfire, if you, if your hubby has the comics still, um, you know, check them out. Or see if they're available at your library or something like that in trade paperback. Um, oh. because, uh, you know, uh, you'll one. I, I guarantee you once this season's over, you're going to be wanting more. And Neil Gaiman yeah. is such a great page flipping writer. That, he is. He's good. Yeah. I mean, I read American Gods. I was reading it, um, years ago when it first came out. I would literally, yeah. I would walk a mile and read. Uh, I was reading it walking down the street. <laughs> That's how much I couldn't wait. Remember to those days it. of uh, not kiddo drop, cell phone? but I'll remember those days when people would carry books and walk down the street instead of phones. Oh yeah! Oh, this is that fun. happened. That happened. Kiddo helps the guardian of the gate sing a song. Look at oh, that! Oh, that is fun. That's super that fun. That is fun. Is that a little alligator? Looks like it. That's fun. Um, yes. nice Wild work. things Fox are Fox. happening. Right. He did have a tambourine. I said it looks like he has a tambourine, and he does. Oh, very cool. My dogs that aren't ours. Yeah, um, they're cute. They're corgis. The corgis. Uh huh. <laughs> they, they never fail to remind us. Um. Yeah, so, uh, alright, um, 
All right, our music is winding down, and I think the dogs are giving us a cue to go ahead and uh, play the next chapter. So, read by Phil Chenevere, the clock or Patchwork Girl of Oz, Chapter Fifteen. Chapter Fifteen of the Patchwork Girl of Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Fifteen: Ozma's Prisoner. The boy was so bewildered by this calamity that he made no resistance at all. He knew very well he was guilty, but it surprised him that Ozma also knew it. He wondered how she had found out so soon that he had picked the six-leaved clover. He handed his basket to Scraps and said, "Keep that until I get out of prison." If I never get out, take it to the crooked magician to whom it belongs. The shaggy man had been gazing earnestly in the boy's face, uncertain whether to defend him or not. But something he read in Ojo's expression made him draw back and refuse to interfere to save him. The shaggy man was greatly surprised and grieved, but he knew that Ozma never made mistakes. And so Ojo must really have broken the law of Oz. The soldier with the green whiskers now led them all through the gate and into a little room built in the wall. Here sat a jolly little man, richly dressed in green and having around his neck a heavy gold chain, to which a number of great golden keys were attached. This was the guardian of the gate, and at the moment they entered his room. He was playing a tune upon a mouth organ. Listen, he said, holding up his hand for silence. I've just composed a tune called the Speckled Alligator. It's in patch time, which is much superior to rag time, and I've composed it in honor of the patchwork girl who has just arrived. How did you know I had arrived? Asked Scraps, much interested. It's my business to know who's coming, for I'm the guardian of the gate. Keep quiet while I play you the speckled alligator. It wasn't a very bad tune, nor a very good one, but all listened respectfully while he shut his eyes and swayed his head from side to side, and blew the notes from the little instrument. When it was all over, the soldier with the green whiskers said, "Guardian." I have here a prisoner. Good gracious! A prisoner! Cried the little man, jumping up from his chair. Which one? Not the shaggy man. No, this boy. Ah, I hope his fault is as small as himself," said the guardian of the gate. But what can he have done, and what made him do it? Can't say," replied the soldier. All I know is that he has broken the law. But no one ever does that. Then he must be innocent, and soon will be released. I hope you are right, guardian. Just now I am ordered to take him to prison. Get me a prisoner's robe from your official wardrobe. The guardian unlocked a closet and took from it a white robe, which the soldier threw over Ojo. It covered him from head to foot, but had two holes just in front of his eyes, so he could see where to go. In this attire, the boy presented a very quaint appearance. As the guardian unlocked a gate leading from his room into the streets of the Emerald City, 
The shaggy man said to Scraps, I think I shall take you directly to Dorothy, as the scarecrow advised, and the glass cat and the woozy may come with us. Ojo must go to prison with the soldier with the green whiskers, but he will be well treated, and you need not worry about him. What will they do with him? asked Scraps. That I cannot tell, since I came to the land of Oz. No one has ever been arrested or imprisoned, until Ojo broke the law. Seems to me that girl ruler of yours is making a big fuss over nothing, remarked Scraps, tossing her yarn hair out of her eyes with a jerk of her patched head. I don't know what Ojo has done, but it couldn't be anything very bad, for you and I were with him all the time. The shaggy man made no reply to this speech, and presently the patchwork girl forgot all about Ojo in her admiration of the wonderful city she had entered. They soon separated from the munchkin boy, who was led by the soldier with the green whiskers down a side street toward the prison. Ojo felt very miserable and greatly ashamed of himself, but he was beginning to grow angry because he was treated in such a disgraceful manner. Instead of entering the splendid Emerald City as a respectable traveler who was entitled to a welcome and to hospitality, he was being brought in as a criminal, handcuffed and in a robe that told all he met of his deep disgrace. Ojo was by nature gentle and affectionate, and if he had disobeyed the law of Oz, it was to restore his dear Unc Nucky to life. His fault was more thoughtless than wicked, but that did not alter the fact that he had committed a fault. At first he had felt sorrow and remorse, but the more he thought about the unjust treatment he had received, unjust merely because he considered it so, the more he resented his arrest, blaming Ozma for making foolish laws, and then punishing folks who broke them. Only a six-leaved clover, a tiny green plant growing neglected and trampled underfoot. What harm could there be in picking it? Ojo began to think Ozma must be a very bad and oppressive ruler for such a lovely fairyland as Oz. The shaggy man said the people loved her, but how could they? The little munchkin boy was so busy thinking these things, which many guilty prisoners have thought before him, that he scarcely noticed all the splendor of the city streets through which they passed. Whenever they met any of the happy, smiling people, the boy turned his head away in shame, although no one knew who was beneath the robe. By and by they reached a house built just beside the great city wall, but in a quiet, retired place. It was a pretty house, neatly painted and with many windows. Before it was a garden filled with blooming flowers. The soldier with the green whiskers led Ojo up the gravel path to the front door on which he knocked. A woman opened the door and, seeing Ojo in his white robe, exclaimed, oh, "'Goodness me! A prisoner at last! But what a small one, soldier!' The size doesn't matter, Tolly Diggle, my dear. The fact remains that he is a prisoner, said the soldier, and this being the prison and you the jailer, it is my duty to place the prisoner in your charge. 
True. Come in, then, and I'll give you a receipt for him. They entered the house and passed through a hall to a large circular room, where the woman pulled the robe off from Ojo and looked at him with kindly interest. The boy, on his part, was gazing around him in amazement, for never had he dreamed of such a magnificent apartment as this in which he stood. The roof of the dome was of colored glass, worked into beautiful designs. The walls were paneled with plates of gold, decorated with gems of great size and many colors, and upon the tiled floor were soft rugs delightful to walk upon. The furniture was framed in gold and upholstered in satin brocade, and it consisted of easy chairs, divans, and stools in great variety. Also there were several tables with mirror tops and cabinets filled with rare and curious things. In one place a case filled with books stood against the wall, and elsewhere Ojo saw a cupboard containing all sorts of games. "'May I stay here a little while before I go to prison?' asked the boy pleadingly. "'Why, this is your prison,' replied Tolly Diggle, "'and in me behold your jailer. "'Take off those handcuffs, soldier, "'for it is impossible for anyone to escape from this house.' "'I know that very well,' replied the soldier, "'and at once unlocked the handcuffs and released the prisoner.' The woman touched a button on the wall and lighted a big chandelier that hung suspended from the ceiling, for it was growing dark outside. Then she seated herself at a desk and asked, "'What name?' "'Ojo the Unlucky,' answered the soldier with the green whiskers. "'Unlucky? Ah, that accounts for it,' said she. "'What crime?' "'Breaking a law of Oz.' "'All right, there's your receipt, soldier.' and now I am responsible for the prisoner. I'm glad of it, for this is the first time I've ever had anything to do in my official capacity, remarked the jailer in a pleased tone. It's the same with me, Tolly Diggle, laughed the soldier, but my task is finished, and I must go and report to Ozma that I've done my duty like a faithful police force, a loyal army, and an honest bodyguard, as I hope I am. Saying this, he nodded farewell to Tolly Diggle and Ojo, and went away. "'Now, then,' said the woman briskly, "'I must get you some supper, for you are doubtless hungry. What would you prefer, planked whitefish, omelette with jelly, or mutton chops with gravy?' Ojo thought about it, then he said, "'I'll take the chops, if you please.' "'Very well. Amuse yourself while I'm gone. I won't be long.' and then she went out by a door and left the prisoner alone. Ojo was much astonished, for not only was this unlike any prison he had ever heard of, but he was being treated more as a guest than a criminal. There were many windows, and they had no locks. There were three doors to the room, and none were bolted. He cautiously opened one of the doors, and found it led into a hallway, but he had no intention of trying to escape. If his jailer was willing to trust him in this way, he would not betray her trust, and moreover a hot supper was being prepared for him, and his prison was very pleasant and comfortable. So he took a book from the case and sat down in a big chair to look at the pictures. This amused him, 
until the woman came in with a large tray and spread a cloth on one of the tables. Then she arranged his supper, which proved the most varied and delicious meal Ojo had ever eaten in his life. Tolly Diggle sat near him while he ate, sewing on some fancy work she held in her lap. When he had finished, she cleared the table and then read to him a story from one of the books. "'Is this really a prison?' he asked when she had finished reading. "'Indeed it is,' she replied. "'It is the only prison in the land of Oz.' "'And I am a prisoner?' "'Bless the child, of course.' "'Then why is the prison so fine, and why are you so kind to me?' he earnestly asked. Tolly Diggle seemed surprised by the question, but she presently answered, "'We consider a prisoner unfortunate. He is unfortunate in two ways, because he has done something wrong and because he is deprived of his liberty. Therefore we should treat him kindly because of his misfortune.' for otherwise he would become hard and bitter and would not be sorry he had done wrong. Ozma thinks that one who has committed a fault did so because he was not strong and brave. Therefore she puts him in prison to make him strong and brave. When that is accomplished, he is no longer a prisoner, but a good and loyal citizen, and everyone is glad that he is now strong enough to resist doing wrong. You see, it is kindness that makes one strong and brave, and so we are kind to our prisoners. Ojo thought this over very carefully. I had an idea, said he, that prisoners were always treated harshly to punish them. That would be dreadful, cried Tolly Diggle. Isn't one punished enough in knowing he has done wrong? Don't you wish, Ojo, with all your heart, that you had not been disobedient and broken a law of Oz? I, I hate to be different from other people, he admitted. Yes, one likes to be respected as highly as his neighbors are, said the woman. When you are tried and found guilty, you will be obliged to make amends in some way. I don't know just what Ozma will do to you, because this is the first time one of us has broken a law, but you may be sure she will be just and merciful. Here in the Emerald City, people are too happy and contented ever to do wrong, but perhaps you came from some faraway corner of our land, and having no love for Ozma carelessly broke one of her laws. Yes, said Ojo, I've lived all my life in the heart of a lonely forest, where I saw no one but dear Unc Nunky. I thought so, said Tolly Diggle. But now we have talked enough, so let us play a game until bedtime. End of chapter 15 All right. Uh, <clears throat> so, there was a little turn. Nice meme you posted there in the chat room, our <laughs> chat room on uh, That's Ojo. Discord. That's him waving the that's him waving the the six-leaf clover. It was really a human hand. Oh, Lord in heaven. <laughs> terrifying. Uh, Absolutely terrifying. Hi. Um hi. So uh anyway, yeah. Uh so yeah, he's being treated well uh in prison. 
And uh, yeah, great so idea. You just have to be really nice, and people will feel bad that they did bad things, and they'll just stop, and they'll be good. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, a little what? idealistic, but you know, when they were describing the prison as being incredibly ornate and beautiful, I was just thinking about that turn-of-the-century style, the ornate uh, Art Nouveau style, and it's kind of the style that the books are illustrated in, which I love, and um, it's just, I guess that's another reason why I like the Oz books, because it's like all the ornate and beauty of, of um, you know, the Art Nouveau style without the robber barons, you know, without the the people that could afford the you know the luxury the people that um you know like uh, all the capitalists in america all the vanderbilts and and all the people that uh made so much money off the backs of the poor like it's it's like all the beauty of the style without the the reality of of uh the early 1900s okay i kind of went off on that but yeah okay. do you see what i mean kind of oh yeah i am i i, I smell what you're stepping in <laughs> okay <laughs> oh good oh good and another thing in the chat room you probably didn't see adam said that um spider-man remastered unlocks tomorrow is that like a comic book or ps what is that? he says it's a ps4 game Oh, it's a PS4 game. Okay. Well, I thought maybe we could put all the Spider-Man out there. You know, we have so many different VHS, DVDs. No, no. Blu-rays of so many different kinds of Spider-Man stuff. But No, uh, he's know. talking about a video game. No, I'm I'm stuck on Marvel Strike Force. That's the only thing that I play right now. So. Okay. Um, but... Um, but, yeah. All right. Well, shall we get to... Uh, uh, I think... Uh, Dorothy is back in the next one. I hope so. She's going to talk to Ojo. I don't think what he's done is so bad. So he did it for a reason. And when they find out that he did it to save his uncle, they'll help. I'm hoping. I hope so. All right. Our hero's in prison. I'm yeah. upset. Okay, go on. All right. Chapter 16. Chapter 16 of The Patchwork Girl of Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 16 Princess Dorothy Dorothy Gale was sitting in one of her rooms in the royal palace while curled up at her feet was a little black dog with a shaggy coat and very bright eyes. She wore a plain white frock without any jewels or other ornaments except an emerald green hair ribbon, for Dorothy was a simple little girl and had not been in the least spoiled by the magnificence surrounding her. Once the child had lived on the Kansas prairies, but she seemed marked for adventure, for she had made several trips to the land of Oz before she came to live there for good. Her very best friend was the beautiful Ozma of Oz, who loved Dorothy so well that she kept her in her own palace so as to be near her. The girls, Uncle Harry and Aunt Em, the only relatives she had in the world, had been brought here by Ozma, 
and given a pleasant home. Dorothy knew almost everybody in Oz, and it was she who had discovered the Scarecrow, the Tin Woodman, and the Cowardly Lion, as well as Tick-Tock, the Clockwork Man. Her life was very pleasant now, and although she had been made a princess of Oz by her friend Ozma, she did not care much to be a princess, and remained as sweet as when she had been plain Dorothy Gale of Kansas. Dorothy was reading a book this evening when Jellia Jam, the favorite servant-maid of the palace, came to say that the shaggy man wanted to see her. "'All right,' said Dorothy. "'Tell him to come right up.' "'But he has some queer creatures with him, some of the queerest I've ever laid eyes on,' reported Jellia. "'Never mind. Let them all come up,' replied Dorothy." But when the door opened to admit not only the shaggy man, but Scraps, the woozy, and the glass cat, Dorothy jumped up and looked at her strange visitors in amazement. The patchwork girl was the most curious of all, and Dorothy was uncertain at first whether Scraps was really alive, or only a dream or a nightmare. Toto, her dog, slowly uncurled himself and going to the patchwork girl, sniffed at her inquisitively, but soon he lay down again, as if to say he had no interest in such an irregular creation. "'You're a new one to me,' Dorothy said reflectively, addressing the patchwork girl. "'I can't imagine where you've come from.' "'Who, me?' asked Scraps, looking around the pretty room instead of at the girl. Oh, I come from a bed-quilt, I guess. That's what they say, anyhow. Some call it a crazy quilt and some a patchwork quilt. But my name is Scraps, and now you know all about me. Not quite all, returned Dorothy with a smile. I wish you'd tell me how you came to be alive. That's an easy job, said Scraps, sitting upon a big upholstered chair and making the springs bouncer up and down. Margolot wanted a slave, so she made me out of an old bedquilt she didn't use. Cotton stuffing, suspender button eyes, red velvet tongue, pearl beads for teeth. The crooked magician made a powder of life, sprinkled me with it, and here I am. Perhaps you've noticed my different colors. A very refined and educated gentleman named the Scarecrow, whom I met, told me I am the most beautiful creature in all Oz, and I believe it. "'Oh, have you met our Scarecrow, then?' asked Dorothy, a little puzzled to understand the brief history related. "'Yes, isn't he jolly?' "'The Scarecrow has many good qualities,' replied Dorothy. "'But I'm sorry to hear all this about the Crooked Magician.' Ozma'll be mad as hops when she hears he's been doing magic again. She told him not to. He only practices magic for the benefit of his own family, explained Bungle, who was keeping at a respectful distance from the little black dog. Dear me, said Dorothy, I hadn't noticed you before. Are you glass or what? I'm glass and transparent, too, "'Which is more than can be said of some folks,' answered the cat. 
Also, I have some lovely pink brains. You can see em work. Oh, is that so? Come over here and let me see. The glass cat hesitated, eyeing the dog. Send that beast away, and I will, she said. Beast? Why, that's my dog Toto. And he's the kindest dog in all the world. Toto knows a good many things, too. Most as much as I do, I guess. Why doesn't he say anything? asked Bungle. He can't talk, not being a fairy dog, explained Dorothy. He's just a common United States dog. But that's a good deal, and I understand him, and he understands me, just as well as if he could talk. Toto, at this, got up and rubbed his head softly against Dorothy's hand, which she held out to him, and he looked up into her face as if he had understood every word she had said. This cat, Toto, she said to him, is made of glass, so you mustn't bother it or chase it any more than you do my pink kitten. It's probably brittle and might break if it bumped against anything. Ruff, said Toto, and that meant he understood. The glass cat was so proud of her pink brains that she ventured to come close to Dorothy in order that the girl might see him work. This was really interesting, but when Dorothy patted the cat, she found the glass cold and hard and unresponsive, so she decided at once that Bungle would never do for a pet. "'What do you know about the crooked magician who lives on the mountain?' asked Dorothy. "'He made me,' replied the cat. "'So I know all about him.' The patchwork girl is new, three or four days old, but I've lived with Dr. Pipt for years, and though I don't much care for him, I will say that he has always refused to work magic for any of the people who come to his house. He thinks there's no harm in doing magic things for his own family, and he made me out of glass, because the meat cats drink too much milk. He also made Scraps come to life, so she could do the housework for his wife, Margalot. Then why did you both leave him? asked Dorothy. I think you'd better let me explain that, interrupted the shaggy man. And then he told Dorothy all of Ojo's story, and how Unc Nunky and Margalot had accidentally been turned to marble by the liquid of petrifaction. Then he related how the boy had started out in search of the things needed to make the magic charm, which would restore the unfortunates to life, and how he had found the woozy and taken him along because he could not pull the three hairs out of its tail. Dorothy listened to all this with much interest, and thought that so far Ojo had acted very well, but when the shaggy man told her of the munchkin boy's arrest by the soldier with the green whiskers, because he was accused of willfully breaking a law of Oz, the little girl was greatly shocked. "'What do you suppose he's done?' she asked. "'I fear he has picked a six-leaved clover,' answered the shaggy man sadly. "'I did not see him do it, and I warned him that to do so was against the law. But perhaps that is what he did, nevertheless.' "'I'm sorry about that,' said Dorothy gravely. 
for now there will be no one to help his poor uncle and Morgulot, except this patchwork girl, the woozy, and the glass cat. Don't mention it, said Scraps. That's no affair of mine. Morgulot and Unc Nunky are perfect strangers to me. For the moment I came to life, they came to marble. I see, remarked Dorothy with a sigh of regret. The woman forgot to give you a heart. I'm glad she did, retorted the patchwork girl. A heart must be a great annoyance to one. It makes a person feel sad or sorry or devoted or sympathetic, all of which sensations interfere with one's happiness. I have a heart, murmured the glass cat. It's made of a ruby, but I don't imagine I shall let it bother me about helping Unc Nunky and Margalot. That's a pretty hard heart of yours, said Dorothy. And the woozy, of course. Why, as for me, observed the woozy, who was reclining on the floor, with his legs doubled under him, so that he looked much like a square box. I have never seen those unfortunate people you are speaking of, and yet I am sorry for them, having at times been unfortunate myself. When I was shut up in that forest, I longed for someone to help me, and by and by Ojo came and did help me. So I'm willing to help his uncle. I'm only a stupid beast, Dorothy, but I can't help that, and if you'll tell me what to do to help Ojo and his uncle, I'll gladly do it. Dorothy walked over and patted the woozy on his square head. You're not pretty, she said, but I like you. What are you able to do? Anything special? I can make my eyes flash fire, real fire, when I'm angry. When anyone says, Crystal Crew, to me, I get angry, and then my eyes flash fire. I don't see as fireworks could help Ojo's uncle, remarked Dorothy. Can you do anything else? I, I thought I had a very terrifying growl, said the woozy with hesitation, but perhaps I was mistaken. Yes, said the shaggy man, you are certainly wrong about that. Then he turned to Dorothy and added, "'What will become of the munchkin boy?' "'I don't know,' she said, shaking her head thoughtfully. "'Ozma will see him about it, of course, and then she'll punish him. But how, I don't know, cause no one has ever been punished in Oz since I knew anything about the place.' "'Too bad, Shaggy Man, isn't it?' While they were talking, Scraps had been roaming around the room and looking at all the pretty things it contained. She had carried Ojo's basket in her hand until now, when she decided to see what was inside it. She found the bread and the cheese, which she had no use for, and the bundle of charms, which were curious but quite a mystery to her. Then, turning these over, she came upon the six-leaved clover, which the boy had plucked. Scraps was quick-witted, and although she had no heart, she recognized the fact that Ojo was her first friend. She knew at once that because the boy had taken the clover he had been imprisoned, and she understood that Ojo had given her the basket so they would not find the clover in his possession and have proof of his crime. So, turning her head to see that no one noticed her, she took the clover from the basket and dropped it into a golden vase that stood on Dorothy's table. Then she came forward and said to Dorothy, 
I wouldn't care to help Ojo's uncle, but I might help Ojo. He did not break the law. No one can prove he did. And that green-whiskered soldier had no right to arrest him. Ozma ordered the boy's arrest, said Dorothy, and of course she knew what she was doing. But if you can prove Ojo is innocent, they will set him free at once. They'll have to prove him guilty, won't they? asked Scraps. I suppose so. Well, they can't do that, declared the patchwork girl. As it was nearly time for Dorothy to dine with Ozma, which she did every evening, she rang for a servant and ordered the woozy taken to a nice room and given plenty of such food as he liked best. That's honeybees, said the woozy. You can't eat honeybees, but you'll be given something just as nice, Dorothy told him. Then she had the glass cat taken to another room for the night, and the patchwork girl she kept in one of her own rooms, for she was much interested in the strange creature, and wanted to talk with her again and try to understand her better. End of chapter 16 Well, that sneaked up on me, and I apologize for the audio quality. Uh, I didn't, uh, I thought I edited both of those, uh, but I must have edited them edited only one so usually i, I put a find it terribly well usually i put some <laughs> reverb on and a compressor oh so. okay yeah yeah but i thought uh, it sounded okay, but not the best but yeah yeah so <clears throat> uh, so yeah this is fun uh i think uh the I, I like that scraps is like you know what let's just tamper with the evidence <laughs> What? What did she say that about? She hid the four-leaf clover in a gold vase in Dorothy's, and she's like, "You can't prove uh, he did it. There's no evidence." Oh, nice. Yeah, she doesn't have a heart, and she she doesn't want one. See, that's 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 great. Yeah. So now, fire Foxfire keeps posting pictures of the woozy. That makes me want to like go to my friend that like makes square animals like she makes these uh stuffed animals that are square and make her make me one oh, yeah so cute wonder yeah. if the the if the um if he could teach a kiddo to shoot fire from all th all six of his eyes oh <laughs> how fun is that um flash fire his eyes flash fire Fire. So yeah, well, I just, he's, mm -hmm. he's a cute little square animal. I mean, yeah, he is. He looks like a little square dog. They keep saying he's ugly. I don't know what. I don't get it. But you I don't know. know. But uh, anyway, well, um, I don't really have much to add. Um, so I think we should we should probably uh, wrap it up okay. for the evening. So yes, uh, it'll be a fun-filled uh, episode of it. Came from Cleveland tomorrow. Uh, Michelle's going to talk about uh, uh, some horror movies. Miles is going to do a one-off story. Uh, yeah, for everybody. Joe's going to yeah. talk about his love for Stranger Things in uh, a multi, oh. multi, multiple installments, and um. I'm going to talk about the legacy of Dino De Laurentiis, uh, who mm -hmm. passed away about 
10, 12 years ago. Uh, he produced some of the most iconic uh, movies in American pop culture. Um, you know, didn't direct, but he had an eye for what he wanted to put his money behind, and we'll see what we can be grateful to Dino De Laurentiis. And I did a search to see if he was sleazy at all, and I didn't see that he was sleazy. So, yeah. that's good. That's good. You gotta worry about these producers, you know? Dude, Harvey Weinstein, you know? So, um... But yeah, so it'll be a fun show. Check it out tomorrow. And Suze, I'll give it over to you. Thank you very much. I have no idea what I want to say to the, as the last word. Um, thank you all for coming and for being kiddo and posting so many cute pictures of Woozy. Adorbs. Um, I do like it when he has some ears. But uh, yeah, he's not as Art Nouveau, let me tell you. More Bajas. But, uh, yeah, have a good week. Stay safe. And, uh, it's Try not okay. To catch COVID. We Don't catch COVID. Oh, yeah. Everybody's got COVID. A lot of people have COVID. It's terrifying. And, uh, forgot to talk about that, but who wants our, to hear about that? Nobody. One of, one of our president's aunt. better. One of our aunts has COVID from traveling. Yeah. Yeah. Not such a great idea to travel. Don't so, do it. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, I got nothing else. Good night, everybody. I'll see you. Good night. Came from Cleveland tomorrow. All right. Bye bye. Time for go to bed.